If you ever wanted to start your own podcast, if you ever had a thought in your head and you just felt the entire world needed an opportunity to hear your thoughts and all that kind of great stuff, well, if so, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor Podcasting. It is the easiest platform I have found to make a podcast. They have editing tools, episode creation tools. There's even a green room function. Check it all out. On top of that, they even distribute the whole thing for you for free. The entire thing is free. You can get onto Apple Podcasts. You can get onto Spotify Podcasts, which are, you know, the two that I find get the most traction. And then you get Stitcher and all kinds of other stuff, Blackbox, Whatbox, and all the other boxes that I'm not familiar with. If you are interested in making your own podcast right now, download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Ghost Cold Magazine podcast. I feel like it's ongoing. This time up, Keefe chats with Ann O'Neill of Repentant. Their new album, Mother of Light, is out now on Svart Records. Ghost Cult Magazine welcomes in Anne O'Neill of Serpentant. How are you today, Anne? Oh, I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm awesome. Glad you're here. Yeah, same. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Super excited. You have a brand new album coming out, Mother of Light, on Svart Records, May 20th. And, and this will probably run as a podcast after the album drops. But it's super cool to get to chat with you about this. I've followed you for a while uh, I think this is a very interesting, different record for you in some ways. Some ways it's it's right along your other work. But yeah, really cool. Let's just dial it back for a second for our listeners who may not be familiar with you. If if we were to have a comic book origin story, page one for you as an artist, where does that begin and how did you get up to today? Oh, yeah. Um. Well, I suppose page one would have to go back to approximately, let's see, when I was five. That's really, I think, where things started to kind of click for me as far as my interest in music and even art. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm one of those people where, you know, as soon as I was given a crayon, I just started making things. And then, you know, I also had the privilege of growing up around musicians and uh, my grandmother, as an example, she was an opera singer and a, a phenomenal pianist. And, you know, so I grew up around that and just hearing her sing and watching her play piano. And so around age five was when I was like, I think I want to do that, you know, and it just sort of became this alluring thing that I was fascinated with. Nice. And I, I was going to ask, because I know you have kind of a long kind of road here in, in, in music and the arts. Is your first instrument the piano or keys or were you always a guitarist also? Piano was my first instrument, technically, yes. So even that was kind of, it was more like I just played by ear and my grandmother, she did show me some of what the keys were and that sort of thing. Um, but then fast forward to well, sixth grade. And I did, I played flute in band and then that's where I learned how to play music. And, uh, and also flute is a C instrument as is a piano. So then I actually was just able to apply the information I learned there to the information my grandmother taught me. And then I was like, oh, cool. Now I know how to play piano songs and I can music and figure that out. And then a couple of years later, I was given a guitar. So nice. <laughs> 
Nice. And then so fast forwarding through to this new album, this this is a very deep album. I don't say that a lot about records. There's always, you know, not every record is a 10. <laughs> a lot of records are middling. But what I love about this record, especially that I've gotten to listen to it on repeat for a while now, for for quite a few days leading up to this chat, that it really these these tracks really stay with you. They're very, even the longer tracks don't feel long, which is the mark of a very good record to me. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's a huge compliment. I appreciate it. There's a genesis that kind of uh, is described or was described to me about this record that, the, you know, in addition to this sort of approach musically, this sort of, uh, we'll say, dark folk dark Americana, if you will, which I think suits your voice really wonderfully, the stripped down nature of some of these songs. I was going to ask, you know, was this was was there something that kind of spurred this to you? Because I know you have kind of a background in sort of heavier music or, you know, industrial rock, if you will. Well, well, that's, that's an interesting question, I, it, you know, because I feel like my my background with music is, is kind of all over the place. But definitely I do have a strong background in, in heavier music and metal and industrial and that sort of thing. So, you know, as far as how that ties into this, um, I mean, I think a lot of my emphasis as an artist in general is is focusing on, on paradoxes and dualities of existence. And so, you know, while I do have this uh, strong interest in heavy, dark music, I also gravitate towards things like classical and, you know, more kind of, I guess, beautiful things as well. So what I was seeking to do with this project was trying to find a way to incorporate all of those things in a way that's harmonious. Nice. I see, I see this. I know uh, your bio, which is actually one of the better bios I've read this year of the th thousands of bios that I have to read. They come across my screens. You know, obviously people are going to find things in common with you. Chelsea Wolfe is named... Lindy Fahella of Wadruna is named Darker, who's a more recent artist who's fantastic. But I, Emma Ruth Rundle, of course, who we are huge fans of. She actually just dropped the surprise record today that I was really like a very avant-garde uh, freeform record that she's been working on for a while. So I was really pleased by that. But um, I was thinking that some of this stuff is more in line, even though it's this dark folk. Some of these songs would work if they were, you know, a good song is a good song. Uh, I was thinking of King Woman, where a song structure could be doom metal, it could be industrial, it could be ambient. Uh, 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 the, the bones of a song, you know, if the bones are made well, then the song could be anything. And that's what I, I deeply appreciate about this record. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks for noticing that. Actually, that was more or less the intention as well, was to... Create these foundations. You know, when I write a song, I wrote, or I wrote all of my songs with the intention of a, like being able to play them just by myself, so I don't have to rely on a backing band or anything like that. Um, but then also, so that way, you know, when I do incorporate other people and musicians, that they can they can take on different forms, and it becomes more of this sort of yeah, mercurial thing. Um, and it's interesting too. With that said, uh, I, because I do have a record release show coming up, and so this time um, I do still have uh, Dylan Desmond is going to be playing bass, um, but Jess Wamra is—he uh, has a project called Squishblade. Um, he's going to be doing like drum programming and synths, 
and all of these things that are actually different from the record, but still, um, you know, I mean, but it still makes sense. But one, you know, we've been rehearsing though, and it sounds amazing and it's still somewhat different from the actual record, but in a way that's still synonymous with it. Nice. That's really exciting. Let us know when that regular release show is and we'll definitely help promote it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that is on June 4th in Seattle at a venue called Bar House. Awesome. We'll, we'll definitely look out for that online and make sure we get it shared in all our places like we like to do here. And of course, we're going to link everything in the description where people can find you and, and follow you and stream and buy and purchase and all those things. That's what we like to do here. Um, another thing that are really, uh, you know, very uncommonly good things about the this album, uh, not to be all full of compliments late on a Friday, but I love there's, there's basically a, a philosophical thread through this entire album and not just philosophers, but just philosophical, um, you know, wistful lyrics, which I really dig and definitely suit the music too. Was it, is this just something that's part of your path as an artist or is this something particular that kind of drove this process, this album? It is, it is part of who I am as an artist, most definitely. Um, and as far as the album and, and the trilogy for that matter as a whole, what I was seeking to do was kind of make it an outlet for all of my multiple interests, you know, because clearly I, I paint, I draw, I play music, but, you know, I read a lot and have all of these other things that, you know, and of course it's great to just to read and retain that knowledge and have this information that I carry with me. But I thought, well, how cool would it be to actually just channel all of this information into one specific thing? And so that is essentially what, you know, this trilogy is about. Nice. What are you reading lately? I'd love to know. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> currently uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a book club and we're reading Thomas Pynchon. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just we're reading his first novel, which is entitled V. Mm. And uh, there was a, a critic back in the, I think it was a, in the 70s, like on the cover of the book, it was just straight up says Thomas Pynchon's overwhelming debut novel, um, which I think is a very accurate assessment because it certainly is that. Um, and yeah, and I'm glad I'm reading it with a lot of other people, all of whom are very well read and, and well educated people. And we're all there's a lot of information to, you know, bounce back and forth between one another. Yeah. And then as you know, aside from that, I guess I have uh, I'm looking at this it's it's a small little little piece, um, but it's called Digital Stockholm Syndrome in the Post Ontological Age. And I mean, it should be a pretty quick read. I just started it, you know, probably will be done by the, the end of the weekend. But um, but it's also, it's a very interesting take on where we are in, you know, the modern world and um, how we've gotten to this place of, you know, reliance on technology and all of those kinds of things. Nice. Uh, that, that seems to be a recurring theme this week. I interviewed john doe of x earlier and he was talking about very similar themes that we like we things were simpler when we didn't have we weren't chaining ourselves to these devices and uh the toxicity that they bring i was like oh okay i didn't have that on my bucket list in this conversation but i'm so glad we did but uh yeah that's that's heavy and and awesome i don't get to read enough for pleasure personally but uh it's usually music related 
biographies and things, but I am reading Normal People, uh, the book the Hulu BBC program is based on, which is a really interesting study in relationships, <laughs> which is uh, heavy also. But um, yeah, fun times. Uh, just a few more things for you as, as again, uh, I really urge people to spend some time with this record. It's It's not a quick listen. It's meant to be sort of enjoyed. It does feel like a full album. It's not like I feel like it just in, in con, you know, we're in a singles and EPs and videos to a lesser extent culture now, but I do feel like the album is kind of a lost art and the sequencing of an album is a little bit of a lost art. And so again, I feel like this thing is a journey into itself. And I think a track at a time probably doesn't do its service, like the proper service. Yeah. And, and I'm also, I'm really glad that you noticed that as well. I mean, essentially everything about, this record and again the trilogies just i mean it's all very deliberate and intentional and and i did go into it with being very strategic about the layout and then of course like you know the the songs themselves also kind of correlate with the narrative of the story of the death of death and, and that whole thing um and then you know and then beyond that i also i mean there are multiple reasons why my songs are as long as they are but one of them is also just trying to just not focus on how or we live in a world where I think a lot of people have sort of limited attention spans, you know, and I just don't really have any interest in catering to that anymore. You know, I, I think that there's a lot to be said of, of creating these like very long, elaborate pieces that, you know, when, when you actually sit down and, and focus on it becomes this like, very beautiful thing and that's what i hope to accomplish nice and just lastly uh i think uh, a little subtle nod and and props need to go out to the guest appearances on the album lorraine sasha joy etc um just so just so really thoughtful i i don't know if you wrote for other artists in mind or then you wrote the song first and then said oh you know who would, who i should reach out to for this i don't know what that process is for you as a writer and an artist but i'd love to hear a little bit about it sure well so i i wrote the songs as they were and then once they were completed i did sit and think about it and it was definitely one of those oh you know Something here would be really great. Oh, Lorraine plays flute. I should reach out to Lorraine. And um, and same thing with the with Joy and Sasha and and all of those women are are my friends as well. And I just with with creating art, I feel like it's it's really important to incorporate other you know, members of the community that I'm in to participate in that. And I think it becomes more meaningful. So that was a big part of it. But also, I mean, they're just immensely talented people as well. Amazing. As are you. And Kay O'Neill, this has been wonderful. Thanks for hanging out with Ghost Call for a little bit of time. Serpentant, Mother of Light is coming out on our friends, Spart Records on May 20th. Really great catching up with you. Really great hearing your story. And I hope we get to catch you live at some point if, if you can tour behind this record. I know these are very perilous times for independent artists, but... We love to see you do your thing in the proper element as well live. Yeah, absolutely. And I am currently working on that. So hopefully things will work out. This has been another episode of the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. Check us out at ghostcultmag.com and follow our socials at Ghost Cult Mag. Until the next time, peace. Peace.